Ooh, ooh, big fish ish. We got a big fish talk for y'all today, and I told y'all, man. Sometimes I just have these thoughts running through my head, and today was no different. I started thinking about uh, high school. You know, thinking about high school, thinking about all the young athletes, the student athletes that are looking to go to the next level. I guess this is around that time where you're starting to figure out what college you're going to go to. You're trying to figure out if you can get a scholarship somewhere or I may be I may have missed it. I wonder if signing day already happened. I'm not sure. But it brought back a lot of a lot of memories, a lot of thoughts. Um, and I can remember how I was feeling around this time, my senior year, and then even at prep school. And there's just a lot of uncertainty. And we spend so much time or so much of our focus is on just trying to get a scholarship or just trying to figure out what college that we're going to because we associate college with getting us to that next career, whether that's playing professional sports or whether that's transitioning to a career of some sorts. And I feel that we don't take advantage of high school. You know, we're not looking at high school and understanding all the benefits that we can gain from the relationships that we can develop right in high school. And I I get exactly why, because our focus is on other things. And in high school, when you think about it, it's very cliquish. Like I went to a school where extremely diverse, um, it was probably one of the most diverse schools in the country. And all of our schools, let's say from elementary uh, to middle school to high school, they were all super uh, diverse. That's kind of what Montclair was known for. And what it does is it gives you an advantage. It gives you an advantage because you're around so many different people. Um, So when you're around different people, chances are you're going to be exposed to a lot of different things, whether that's different types of sports, different types of hobbies, different types of personalities, just different interests overall. And that can be, uh, you know, it can actually open your eyes up to something that you didn't think that you were interested in, passionate about liked all these different things just because, you know, if you're in another scenario, you can be stuck in your own bubble. Excuse me. Uh, Excuse me. If I do that, I'm just uh, getting over a little something was fighting something. I don't know what it was, but I may have a little sniffles because everything's clearing out right now. But I'm getting back on track. Uh, So one of the biggest advantages, you know, when you are exposed to so many different things, as I said, it's you, you find out you learn about a lot. Uh, you you become more cultured, you know, more worldly. Uh, you 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 just learn new things. You learn new perspectives. You learn a lot of things that you wouldn't otherwise learn if you were just stuck in a bubble where it's mostly the similar same type of people. But when you go to high school, it still became cliquish. You know, you tend to just hang out with the people that you either play sports with, or if you don't play sports, you hang out, you know, with just your kind of crew. Uh, you don't really venture off into other groups. Uh, you know, we were fortunate to actually have that with a lot of different sports teams. You know, we, you know, hung out at some of the same parties as everybody else. But overall, when you look at it, it's still very cliquish. And that can, that can uh, take away from the overall experience. So when we think about college, 
Um, we place such an emphasis on doing certain things that are going to help prepare us for that next phase of life. But what if we were kind of to switch that way of thinking to high school? What if we were going to treat high school like college where it's like, hey, you know, I need to make sure that I'm meeting certain people. These relationships that I'm building right now, this is my network that I can use for the future. Um, I want to learn, you know, not only what the kids that I'm going to school with do, I want to learn about their parents. Think about it like that. When we used to have the career days where, you know, parents would come in and talk about the interesting things that they did, we would be, you know, excited for some and we still wouldn't have any follow up. We didn't know how to follow up. We didn't know how to say, uh, hey, Mr. Ortiz, you know, you work at, at um, Goya. Uh, you know, I would love to, you know, see, you know, learn about that industry. You know, we didn't have those type of things. We, we weren't really prepared. We didn't know how to. And the parents probably didn't expect us to either. But if the parents kind of jump on board with this this new way of thinking as well as the kids, I think it can open up opportunities for us to take more advantage and maximize our high school experience. Because like it or not, you know, we need to start preparing ourselves for the, the next phase of our life in high school, not just in college, whether you're going to be playing sports or just being a student. So I wrote down a couple, you know, just a couple notes that I had, um, you know, especially that I just wanted to touch on. They're, they're random. It's the Big Fish Talk. You know, even the podcast are random at some point, too. But I wanted to focus on just a couple different things. And when I say, you know, maximizing your opportunity or maximizing your time in high school, that can mean a few different things. It can mean each day, are you just focusing on, okay, I just want to go do my schoolwork, um, you know, get some girls, whatever it is, get a boyfriend, whatever, you know, what are we really focusing on? So one of the things that if you are an athlete, uh, you're, you're going to tend to have a little bit more popularity, you know, especially depending on the sport that you play. But you're going to have a certain level of popularity. And why that's so important and I've, is because, you know, they've done studies where they say that, like, the popular kid is usually more successful, I believe, than just the smartest kid in the class. And as we get older, you know, we've all heard the saying, it's who you know. Um, it's not what you know. Uh, it's definitely a combination of both and some other things as well. However, who you can, who likes you? I would say, is something that can open up more doors than who you know. If you know somebody, so what? But if they like you, then that gives you the opportunity to get to know them more, figure out a way where you may be able to bring them some value, and they may be able to bring some value in return. And as the popular kid, one of the popular kids, if you're playing sports, you know, you, you have the ability, that likability that's so important to touch so many different groups in your high school and why not like most of the things that we quote unquote like we just like because that's what we know you know if you want to step out and maybe do you know go to a club or computer science or maybe the chess club or maybe political science all these different areas you know you're fortunate enough to be popular to where you know for a lot of kids who may not be popular it may be scary for them to kind of step outside of their box and venture off into um, a new group of people that they may not know or just may not be as familiar with. If you have that popularity, 
it's very important to use it to the best of your ability. Uh, and it's going to help everybody. It's going to help you develop maybe new relationships with kids that may not have been exposed to athletes. You know, it, it's, it's doing something for them as well. The next thing you know, they're coming to your sports games. You're coming to their events. And you grow these relationships that are extremely diverse. Like you two may not be on the, you know, maybe at opposite ends of the spectrums before you met each other based on just what your interests are. But then when you meet, you get to learn about somebody new. You get to learn uh, maybe about their family. You get to develop these relationships that you just never know that may lead you to something that you're super interested in and can take you along a path that this is something that you can do after high school or after you graduate college. This is, you know, it, to be totally honest, most of us don't even take full advantage of this in college. You know, in college, you know, a lot of us, you know, if even if, if you are playing sports, you're just trying to lock in with sports and just make sure your grades are good. And in any little break that we get, we're just trying to have a good time. It is what it is. And most of the time we're surrounded by the people that are playing our sport that are in our clique. Uh, a lot of times we don't even venture off, you know, on the football team. There's probably players on the team that I didn't even get to know a lot of players on the team because I just kind of stayed with my clique. You know, whoever was next to me in the locker room, all the defensive backs, that's who we kind of hung out with. And we ventured off, you know, to other players, but we pretty much still stuck around our group. And we're losing out on so many just interesting people that we could be getting to know and just so many opportunities that we don't know where they would be able to take us. So getting back to high school, um, definitely, I guess the first lesson would be just never, never miss out on taking advantage of your popularity. Like never miss out on taking advantage of that popularity because um, popularity is not just about being known, but it's how do you use being known? Are you liked? Um, do you use it to uh, get free pizza parties every Friday so people love you? Whatever you're using it to do, are you using it to make people feel better about themselves, to make people have a better high school experience? Use that popularity. It's important because people will remember how you made them feel, all right? That's all people are going to remember when it comes to the interactions that you have with them because a lot of these people, I'll tell you right now, if I would have been better at that, there's a lot of people right now at my high school that are doing tremendously well that I wish, like, damn, I wish I would have, you know, took some interest in what they're doing. What they're doing is really cool, and they seem like a real cool person, and just being honest, they could probably help me out a lot in, in, my, in my area, and I may be able to help them out as well, but we just don't necessarily have that relationship. So you could reach out, but it's never the same if you didn't impact them in a positive way. So, of course, we don't want to impact anybody in a negative way, but, you know, we want to always have those positive impacts on people because they'll feel it then in the moment and they'll remember that feeling maybe for the rest of their lives. So it's not about just, you know, wanting to develop relationships that you can use and take advantage of. But think about it like it's going to as long as you come into it with an approach where I want to bring value to this person as well as, you know, them bring some value in return, then it's all good. Everybody's helping out each other. So win win. Sorry about these sniffles. I, I swear they just started to come down now that I'm on I'm on camera. But stay focused. So when you we talked about taking advantage of the popularity, you know, getting to know everyone, it's going to allow you to explore new things. You know, find you may figure out some new things that you're interested in, maybe even more than your current sport. And those are something that can carry carry you on 
into college, maybe into, you know, something with a club or getting some cool type of scholarship. You never know what can come from it. So it's just something that we should definitely be aware of and just make sure that we're taking full advantage of. Hold on. Um, so, for example, I was always into chess. I was always into chess, and I started playing maybe when I was like three or four years old, like that young. My grandfather just taught me. Pop taught me at a young age. I actually still have his chessboard. If you ever see a chessboard in any of the videos that I do, that's the chessboard that he gave me. Um, and that's the chessboard that he actually taught me on. Um, so chess was always something big t for me. And it allowed me to create a bond with somebody that probably, like y'all probably know that I'm real cool with them. It's my big bro. But you probably don't really know exactly how we created our initial bond. Alvin Bowen, my big bro Ace. I remember, I believe it was freshman year or sophomore year. Maybe so, must have been sophomore year. Sophomore year, every day at lunch, we had the same, well, we had the same lunch. And every day, instead of going to the cafeteria and just hanging out or instead of, you know, just going down the street, getting something to eat, whatever, because we were allowed to go off campus, <laughs> uh, we would just go to the library and play chess. Like, literally, we would go to the library and play chess, and we probably would always tell ourselves, like, oh, yeah, we'll eat, you know, we'll, we'll get something to eat. But we'd end up playing the entire lunch period, and it allowed us to just build, like, a real cool bond that probably set the foundation uh, for us to have the relationship, you know, that we continued to have throughout my high school. He was a couple years older than me, so he, was, he graduated two years ahead of me, went to college. But it allowed me to establish the foundation for a relationship with somebody that would become a mentor uh, from that moment all the way till now. And we established a brotherhood that is super tight. And without his influence, truth be told, I may not have even made it to the NFL. It's, it's invaluable when you have somebody that you're super close to that believes in you, that you know actually believes in you but they're close enough with you to where they'll tell you the truth on stuff. That's, I, I can't even, it's, you know, I say it's invaluable, but it's, it's just monumental. The impact that that can have on you in believing in yourself. When you have somebody that's already doing it, they're just a couple years older than you. They're already doing it. So they know your skills, your ability, but they believe in you just as much as they believe in themselves in getting to a particular goal. And that's what I had in Ace. Like, literally, he went to college first. He was leading the, the country in tackles. You know, I could call him, text him. Like, we would stay on point, see who's getting, the most, getting, who's getting the most tackles. Like, it allowed me to have that bond to where I always believed. Like, oh, yeah, Ace just went to the league. Like, yeah, he told me I'm next, so I'm next. Like, that's how important these relationships can be. And the one that I'm using just happens to be with sports but think about it. It started with something outside of sports. We would have never been as close as we were. It may have just been another relationship, you know, with, you know, former players, um, you know, that went to my school. It wouldn't have been as tight as the bond that we ended up having. And, you know, we're, we're so tight. Like I always say, like his, his grandmother, I mean, his mother actually ended up um, helping my grandmother a lot with um, taking care of her. And we just kind of became super close so our families are close but if you ask me it all started with us 
playing chess, especially because Ace was big and mean. He's like that big, mean kid, older than us, man. So we would mess with him as the young boys, but then he'll, like, you know, want to, you know, always get physical because he's bigger than us. Well, whatever. That's my dog. But I just want to highlight how you just never know the relationships and bonds that you can make just by stepping outside the box a bit. So, you know, wanted to step on that. And before I get on, I just want to hold. Let me grab a tissue real quick. <laughs> and no, I'm not editing that out. It is what it is, right? Big fish talk. It happens. It's life. It's real life. So we talked about, you know, the relationship with Ace. We talked about, you know, how you can join different clubs. Challenge yourself. Put yourself in quote-unquote uncomfortable positions because you just never know what that can turn into. You never know. And just getting back to Ace, I have to also highlight the fact that, so he went to college, got a scholarship, then I was able to go to college and get a scholarship. Then he, you know, went to the NFL. He got drafted. I didn't get drafted, but I was able to go after him. Then he figured out a way to say, you know what, I want to continue playing after the NFL, went to the CFL. Then I went, followed him into the CFL after, you know, the NFL. And we're actually playing, like I was playing for Hamilton. He's playing for Calgary. But then he ended up, his, uh, his wife was living in the same town, grew up in Hamilton. So he would actually be able to come see my Hamilton game. So those are the, the type of bonds that you can have and develop that can just start with something outside of what you typically do. So just wanted to make sure I throw that in there. But, um, you know, also one thing that I would recommend if you are an athlete, when it comes to taking advantage of your popularity, or even if you're not an athlete, run for office, run for class president, um, you know, shoot for the top, you know, vice president, treasurer, I don't know, but run for something because you're going to understand people. You're going to understand the power of influencing people, the power of figuring out ways to bring value to certain people. These are the things that are going to be the factors that most determine your success when you get older. All of these different things. So definitely run for something. Um, it's gonna it's gonna force you to to be accountable. You know, of course, you know, of course, you're gonna make all these promises and stuff. But that's the first, you know, part of accountability. You know, you do it with your sport, you do it with your hobbies, or you do it with your classwork. You know, now it has to be involving other people as well when they're looking up to you in a leadership position. So I think that's very important. And the overall concept of this is to just treat high school like college. Treat high school as if, you know, after high school, it's the real world. You know, treat it like that. You know, I understand that you still want to go to college, but develop certain relationships, real relationships. Learn how to bring value to people. Learn how to treat people. Learn how to uh, speak with different people. Learn how to, you know, talk about different things. Become more worldly, as I mentioned. And if you do that in high school, it's going to set you up to be even better at it in college. And it's also going to allow you to continue a lot of those relationships that you developed in high school with real interest, you know, real bonds when you get to college. So you can keep those relationships going. And then when you do graduate from college, they'll still be solid. And you just never know what you can develop. You never know what you can develop, um, especially nowadays with YouTube and all these different, you know, the Internet you can, you can basically develop, you can start a business with people in high school. You can start a business with people in college. But there's just no excuse not to be connected, not to develop those relationships that will 
be some of the most impactful in your life in determining what the rest of your life will look like. All right. So and remember, it's not just about the kids. It's about, you know, you want to learn people's families. You want to learn people's families because you just never know what cool things people are doing. So but it has to be genuine. It has to be genuine. No phoniness. So so now I want to just talk about one thing uh, that has been. I don't know, tugging at me a little bit. You know, the Montclair High School basketball season just ended. Shout out my brother Smurf, Dorch, Tat. Like, these these boys, they, they, um, they, they're new coaches. This is their first year. Their first year. And, um, I, I'm, I'm so proud of them. You know, just happy for them. Like, all these different things because, uh, you know, going back to your own high school and coaching, it's one of those things that I, I can only imagine will put a lot of pressure on you. You want to perform. It's been a long time coming. And I, I don't know. That's just – I'm just very happy for them. And, you know, the irony, their last game was here in Hackensack where I live. Um, we took a loss to, you know, Hackensack High School. Um, you know, just a loss. And – that's how it goes sometimes. You know, you take a loss, season ends. Seniors will never play another high school game. And these are just moments that you can't get back. But what I noticed, you know, I don't really watch too many high school sports, but I was following, you know, obviously this particular team, both the JV and uh, varsity. And I just noticed a lot, you know, when I would go to the games. And as you get older, you look at different things when you're watching kids play. You look, you know, you don't necessarily look at the skill. You know, of course, you're going to see that. But you look at the mindset, um, the attitude, the grit, the hunger, the desire, the heart of players. Um, who wants it more? You start to look at that. And you can detect it at an early stage in the game. Maybe even before the game at warm-ups. And you watch certain people play. And you could tell, like, who's a dog. You know, who's playing harder, who wants it more, all these different things. And you can also tell who's a little soft, you know, who's spoiled, who's not going to be able to deal with adversity, who's constantly complaining, oh, I got fouled, who's soaking, not running back on defense, all these different things. And I started to think that a lot of these kids, you know, I was, I was putting myself in not only their shoes, but I was putting myself in the shoes of if I was a college scout. And... I feel like so many of these kids have such a weak mindset. It's just a weak mindset when it comes to um, anything outside of skill, you know. Uh, so the intangibles, the intangibles that we discussed the other day that separate winners from losers, the intangibles, the, the attitude, um, the leadership, the grit, uh, you know, the hustle. The, the who's going to dive on the ball, who's going to, when they made a mistake and the coach pulls them out the game, are you going to sulk and walk to the sideline and not shake anybody's hands, you know, not shake the player that comes in to replace you because you messed up, regardless of whether you think it's your fault or the coach put you, shouldn't take you out, whatever. Are you going to shake that person's hand and say, yo, I got number two, yo, lock him up, bro, lock him up for me. Or are you just going to be, Ugh. like, and I noticed that, 
like I don't think the kids the kids either don't realize uh, maybe their parents aren't telling them that I know the coaches are telling them that uh, but I don't think that kids realize how bad that looks how bad it looks you know just just how bad a bad attitude looks and I don't know if it's because now with the advancement in technology where we see a lot of the you know, the other professional sports players, maybe especially with the NBA, those divas over there, uh, maybe, maybe because, you know, kids see how they act in certain ways and complain about calls and, you know, the kids want to mimic that. Um, so maybe as the, the older professionals get a little softer and complain, a little bit less gritty, a little bit less of the hard work and toughness, I, it's not a surprise that that, spills over um, with the younger kids, you know, whether that's college, high school, or younger, but we're missing out on an opportunity. And I heard, I heard Dana White, I heard David Goggins talking about it, and they were saying how, you know, this, this young generation is so soft. This is what they, their words, I agree, but their words, I know people always get mad when I use the word soft to describe people. Um, it is what it is. Um, and when I say soft, I mean, I'll be very, hard, I'll be very, you know, direct in saying, what do I mean by soft? I mean, not able to deal with adversity, um, allowing yourself to be bullied, um, having a weak mentality, having, um, a, a entitled mentality to where you think you deserve something, but you haven't earned it, but you just want it. Um, worried more about your feelings and what you feel you deserve. Um, rather than what you've earned. These are all the things that I think of when I talk about soft. Um, you know, getting hit a little bit in the game and then acting so dramatic as if you're, you know, you just got injured for the season and then, you know, two seconds later you're just hopping up and you're good to go. Uh, all of that stuff I put in that soft box. And Dana White and David Goggins, they both were just talking about how, how easy it can be for the younger generation to just beast their way through and be successful because everybody else is so soft. So for me, a lot of our kids are not taking advantage of their environment. If you know, if you know that, Hey man, and if you, if we look at ourselves, you know, first and foremost, you know, you can say like, ah, I was, a, uh, you know, I'm, uh, you know, our generation is soft. And matter of fact, I talked to the to the JV kids in Mockley High School, and they said like, yo, you know, yeah, like this generation is soft, it's softer, like they admitted it. So why not, why not use that to your advantage? You know, why not use that to separate yourself? Like that's the number one thing when somebody comes into the gym, whether it's a scout, fan, whoever, I want to separate myself from everybody else for positive things. I want to be the hardest worker. Of course, everybody wants to be the best player, the most skilled. But, you know, a lot of times it's, it's the other intangibles that you can control in the moment. You can't just gain skill in one day, but you can make sure that you're hustling more than everybody. You can make sure that you study harder and prepare so you're not making the mental mistakes that everybody's making so you're able to make quicker decisions on the go. You can make sure that you're just as gritty or grittier than everybody else, and I'm diving for this ball. 
I'm diving for this ball, and then I'm getting the crowd going. I'm getting my team going. You can make sure that you're the 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 number one person at cheering you and your cheering your other teammates on. That I'm going to make you feel better about it. And any person that's played sports, or even any environment, you know that there are certain people on your team that just knowing that they're there makes you feel more confident. You can be that player, and everybody in the gym can see it. And the players that you're playing with or the team that you're on can feel it. So why not focus on those intangibles? And I feel like you have to look you have to look at what if you were a scout, what would you be looking for in a player? Would you trust a player that as soon as the coach takes him out, even though you may not think you made a mistake, let's all be real. Nine times out of ten, we did make a mistake. You know, I know we all like to think that, the, oh, the coach just hates me. He just hates on me. Be real, you know. Coach wants to win. His job's on the line. So if you're helping him win nine times out of ten, there's some, there's some, some coaches that just, you know, out of spite, um, just don't like certain players. And a lot of the reason why they probably don't like certain players is because they don't have all these intangibles that I'm talking about. But let's just say that one out of ten coaches, you know, just for whatever reason, doesn't like you, doesn't want to play you, benches you when you're doing great. Okay, let's put that to the side for now. Let's focus on the other 90%. Most of the time when you're taken out, it's your fault. However, those scouts want to see how you react when you make a mistake, how you deal with that adversity. How do you, what, what type of teammate are you when your coach benches you? Do you just go to the end of the bench? Do you go to the coach and are you listening to what they're saying about the mistake that you made? Are you attentive? Are you, are you showing an attitude like, all right, whatever, coach? Or are you really taking in what they're saying? And then are you cheering on your teammate that just replaced you? Are you cheering on the rest of your team? You should be the one leading the cheer. <laughs> you on defense, defense, whatever y'all need to do. Make people feel better. Hold everybody else accountable on the bench. Like, yo, let's get it going. Let's get it going. We in this. That's the type of person that a scout is going to want to bet their livelihood on. And why did I just go extreme and say their livelihood? Because think about it. If I'm a scout, my job, this is not a hobby. My job is to recruit the best players so that our college team can have the best team. If I'm recruiting players that don't end up playing and contributing, especially if they're getting scholarships, but even if they're not getting scholarships, that's taking the place of somebody else that either I could have recruited or somebody else recruited, but, they, but we said, hey, no, we're going to go with your guy. That scout has to be held accountable for how you perform in college. So who am I going to be willing to put my livelihood on because if I keep making mistakes guess what I lose my job and then I can't put food on the table for my family yes it's that serious so if you look at it like that with that sense of urgency who am I going to bet on if I'm a scout what type of player am I going to bet on if I'm a scout am I going to bet on the player that makes a mistake and sulks and gets completely thrown out of their game um either throwing a temper tantrum or just sitting and sulking on the side? Or am I going to be the player that I make a mistake, I have a turnover, 
and I go run and bust my, I'm hauling butt down, down the court or down the field to make sure that I either make that touchdown saving tackle or maybe poke the ball out um, with a, you know, get a steal in basketball, get a block, soccer, make, I don't know, whatever your sport is, we want to know how do you react when things are not going your way, when you make a mistake, do you take ownership? Do you take accountability? That's what a scout wants to see. Those are the intangibles. The scout's already there. They know you can ball. They know you can ball. Whether or not you can ball, I would argue, is the last thing on their list that they're trying to find out. They're trying to find out who you are as a person. They want to find out who you are, what you're made of. Are you the type of person that can take criticism? Even if it's not said to you in the nicest way. Da, da, da. Are you the type of It's the heat of battle. It's fiery. Can your coach yell at you? And, Got you, coach. Got you, coach. And then implement it right then and there. Can you do that? Can you lead? Can you set the tone for the rest of the players to follow? Because chances are, if you're getting scouted, you're probably one of the best players on the team. So now, just based on your effort and your energy, you're setting the tone for everybody else. So why would I ever want to bring a tone-setting person that's going to bring a negative tone when I can rely on somebody else who's going to bring a positive tone? That's who plays. All right? I know in high school, we like to think that, oh, you know, if you're just the best player, you're going to play, and it's the same way in college. No. It's not like that in college, and it's not like that in professional, in the pros. It's not. Who can, who can take what the coach says and what the coach draws up and do that? Who can put the mind of the coach in their head and do what makes sense when they get on the field or on the court? That's who plays because that's who a coach is going to trust. It's about trust. You can have a guy with all the talent, but if a coach can't trust you, then it's hard for them to play you. It's hard for them to put you in those big-time situations where you can make a name for yourself. It's hard for your teammates to trust you. We don't know which, which, which person we're going to get. Coaches want the consistent person that has the mental toughness, that can deal with adversity, that can receive criticism, and instantly turn it into something in real time. What are you doing? You got to make up for that. Got it. It's already here. Next play or whenever it happens, if this is the first quarter, this, I'm going to get this opportunity again. Watch what I do with it. And if I don't get the opportunity that game, you know what? What if I got pulled? I'm never going to make that mistake again, and I'm going to cheer on my teammate for the rest of the game. And if I can get in on special teams or whatever scenario that I can get in, your coach is going to put you in again. But even if you don't, what about the next game? What about practice? Who's the, mental, the mentally tougher person? And when it goes back to Goggins and Dana White, what they were saying, we all know, even with the team, I said the JV team that admitted it. It's a soft world that we're living in right now. Well, their generation, that's what we were talking about. But overall, I just want us to, you know, approach for this, for, you know, the high school players and the high school students, approach everything with a higher sense of urgency. I know we like to put off like, oh, you know, I still got college to decide what I want to do. Maybe, maybe not. 
approach everything with a sense of urgency because even if you do have college to figure it all out, when you do figure it out, you don't know what that figuring out is going to look like and you never know what relationships you may need to call on that you could have developed in high school and in college. So let's make sure that we're taking advantage of our experience and that we're going into it with the mindset that I, I, it's not just limited to, oh, I just need to do well at practice and just make sure my grades are good enough to play. It can't just be limited to that. It has to expand to, I want to build real relationships. I want to try new things. I want to expand my mental. You know, just like we want to expand our skill set in sports, we have to expand our mental skill set. We have to expand how we think, how we process things, what we know about, what we're interested in, what we can hold conversations about, all these different things. So urgency is the thing. Urgency is the key. If we approach things with a higher sense of urgency, then it'll force us to do a lot of these things and to not miss out on taking full advantage of our experiences in high school and in college. And that's what's not only going to lead us to getting a scholarship or um, just getting to our favorite college, but it's going to lead us to develop and set the groundwork and foundation, whether in college or after college, for the life that we want for ourselves and our families moving forward. So I'll leave y'all with that. <sighs> Athletes, parents, y'all let me know what y'all think. And uh, hopefully... You know, this uh, can make a positive impact and shift your mindset a little bit and just ensure that we're taking full advantage of every single opportunity that we get in high school as well as college on and off the court. All right. With that, I'll let y'all enjoy the rest of y'all day onward and upward. Strength and honor. Let's get to it. Ooh.